Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. We give God our praise. We give the Lord Jesus our praise. And he is so good. He is so kind. He is so gracious unto us. This is Holy Week, and we are the Warriors Tribe. We are a tribe of people who gather together every Thursday to hear what God has to say unto his people. We are just a community of people who is committed to prayer. And this is our custom that Jesus gave in Luke 18 and 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end that meant always to pray and not to faint. We open every week with our biblical affirmations and they are as such. For we know that God hears us. God loves us. We are strong. We are resilient and we will not break. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank God for our biblical affirmations. And this is our warrior's creed. I am a warrior. I will not quit. I will not run. I will not accept defeat. I will fight the good fight of faith. I am biblically sound and spiritually fit. I am experienced in warfare. I am aggressive on the promises of God and the truth of his word. Everyone tied to me wins. No believer is left behind. According to Galatians 6 and 11, I'll keep my armor on and my sword in my hand. I stand ready at any moment to destroy demonic plans, demonic plots, and demonic attacks. I fight in prayer and I win through prayer. God causes me to win because he fights for me. I am a warrior. Hallelujah to Jesus. We thank God because we are warriors. Yes, we are. So, as I previously forestated, this week is Holy Week. And because this week is Holy Week, our word of the week is, I'll remember. I remember. The word of the week is, I remember. I remember. Again, this is Holy Week. So, I want you to, I want to bring your attention to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter chapter 2. We're going to read verses 24 and 25 in King James Version. 1 Peter chapter 2 verses 24 and 25. King James Version says this, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. For ye were as sheep gone astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishops, the bishop of your soul. I'm going to read again 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 22 through 25 in NLT version. And this is what it says. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Once you were like sheep who wandered away, but now you have returned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. Again, our scripture reading today is 1 Peter 
chapter 2. I read verses 24 and 25 in King James Version, and I read verses 22 through 25 in NLT Version. And our word of the week is, I'll remember. I remember. Can somebody say that with me? I remember. I remember. So, this is Holy Week, and today is considered Holy Thursday. Um, people also call this Passion Week. Um, it relates to, if you have not seen the Passion of the Christ, um, I would recommend that you see and watch that movie. It um, literally shows in detail, in gruesome detail, the murder of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The murder of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because our Lord was definitely murdered. He was definitely murdered. So, is today is one day before Good Friday. And when we talk about Holy Thursday and what is good, what is, you know, Holy Thursday, we talk about, it brings us to two important events that happened on this day. So on Thursday, historically, Jesus celebrated the Last Supper, which we know as communion with his disciples. He sat down and ate with them. He, he broke the bread and said, this is his body. He gave him the juice and said, this is his blood. Right? So he showed us his last steps leading up to his great sacrifices, his great sacrifice for us on the cross. So today would have been communion where he sat down with all of his disciples, including Judas, and they drank from his cup and ate from his plate. And he was telling them that I'm going on, I'm going on, I'm going moving forward. I'm letting y'all know I'm getting ready to take on the sins of the world right secondly today was the day that jesus washed his disciples feet we know what that jesus literally humbled himself as teacher as master as lord and as king and he began to wash his disciples feet but peter at first he said wait a minute lord um you know you're my rabbi you're my teacher I don't think you should be washing my feet. I don't want you washing my feet. He thought he was doing a or saying a grand gesture. But Jesus told him in not so many words, if I don't wash you, you don't belong to me. So today I want you to remember or call into remembrance that at this day, at this time, there was a communion taking place. Not only was it communion taking place, but the people of God literally, or the disciples, literally got the feet washed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, um, the beginning of every month, typically, churches celebrate or honor the Lord's Supper. The Lord says, do this as often as you think of me. Right. So at when they were sitting down at the Lord's Supper, the Lord's Supper is 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 such a celebration. It's such a 
a wonderful thing to celebrate. It is such a um, awesome thing to to do as we do every first Sunday. Sometimes at my church, we do it more than in the first Sunday whenever the Lord um, places it upon us to do. And when he, the disciples did not understand, right? He declared that the bread that he spoke would would literally be his body that would be broken, right? Uh, there was not a broken bone because prophecy declared that no bones would be broken in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But his body, my God, it was so badly tortured. He was so badly bruised. He was covered in blood, fresh blood, old blood, stained blood. He was hardly recognizable. I want you to think about that for a moment. This was a terrible death. A terrible death. The blood that was shed. It was so much blood that came from our Savior's body. My God. Somebody say, I'll remember. It was so much blood that come from our Savior's body just so he can take the penalty of sin from us. He was brutally murdered. Right? This is why communion is important. Because when we do this, we remember what he did for us. When he said, do this in remembrance of me, he was telling us that this is a sacred ceremony of the church that must be continued. It must be continued. It also mirrored the Passover. During the Passover, basically, it required a, uh, the death of a lamb, right? But he was the spotless lamb that he died for our sins once and for all. So the sacrificial system was no longer needed. Right? We didn't we didn't need that anymore. Cuz Jesus completed the sacrificial system by dying on the cross for us once and for all. And not only did he do that. I mean, think about this in your mind. Jesus, the savior of the world, literally stooped down to wash your feet. Literally Literally, he stooped down to wash his disciples' feet. And this was literally, he told them, I'm doing this because I'm giving you an example of what you should do to each other. As his followers, as believers, we are supposed to emulate him in every single way. He served as master, as king of kings and lord of lords. He himself was a servant. Loneliness of heart and mind. Right? Building up his disciples in humility and love. So we ought to do what he is showing us by example. We ought to have what is called a servant's heart. When we have the heart of a servant, the Lord has promised us. I believe it's in John in chapter 13. The Lord has promised us when you have a heart of a servant that you will greatly be blessed. So Jesus, not only did he show us, right? Um, in this, in this particular day, he sat down and ate with disciples, even the one who crossed them. Not only that, he went a step further and show us his humility, right? I want to bring to your attention 
that Christ suffered. I want you to let that sink in. Christ suffered. Do you hear me? For example, right? You know, after the Passover celebration, Jesus took his disciples to Gethsemane to pray, right? And during this prayer, the Bible says he prayed as if sweats of drops of blood fell from him. Now, you can Google this, but there is a rare medical condition which causes the blood vessels that feed your sweat glands to break down in great amounts of stress. So blood release from your vessels, it mixes with sweat. Therefore, when you sweat, there are bloody sweat drops instead of just water. The reason why this happens is because it is from not just regular stress, but from great mental anguish or a high level of anxiety. And you can read this in Matthew chapter 26. I mean, Jesus, you, we can we know that Jesus was in great anguish because he prayed so much so that he said basically that his soul was deeply grieved to the point of death. But yet again, he gave us an example. He said, although I am in a suffering point, my God, he said, not my will, but your will be done. But one thing I want to um, call to your attention about this particular condition, it is called hemohydrosis. It not only causes you the stress, not only causes you to sweat literal blood. Because your blood vessels collapse. It also makes your skin tender. So tender, it's tender to touch. Now, mind you, he already was sweating blood, uh, blood sweats of tears. His skin was tender to touch, right? They took a crown of thorns and shoved him. In the same place, into the same places that he was sweating blood at. I want you to get this in your mind. I want you to remember that Jesus not only died for you, but he suffered a great deal for you. I will never forget. I will remember the sacrifice that he made on the cross for me. Do you know that traveling from Pilate? Right, Pontius Pilate to to Herod to back to Pontius Pilate. Jesus literally had to walk two and a half miles. I want to paint the picture because I want you to understand something. At this point of his trial, he has not slept, slept. He has not took a nap. He has been for hours. He has been mocked and beaten. In addition, do not forget that his skin on his head is still very tender from hemohydrosis. His physical condition worsened. Then that wasn't enough. Pilate ended up ordering that Jesus be whooped or flogged, which, is a, which was a requirement of the Roman law before his crucifixion. So traditionally, the, the, the accused person would have to stand naked in front of a crowd of people. Right. Have to be um, 
tied unto the whipping post. And everywhere, I want you to think about your own body. From his shoulders to his upper legs was whipped. The strap that they used to beat our Savior typically would have been a strap of leather. In the middle of the strap was metal balls that would hit the skin and cause deep bruising. In addition, there would be pieces of bone, like sheep bone was attached to the tip of each strip. So when the sheep bone would make contact with Jesus' skin, it would dig into his muscles Tearing out chunks of flesh, exposing his bones. Did you hear what I just said? Exposing his bones beneath. The flogging or the whooping, if you will. Would literally leave the skin on Jesus' back as long ribbons. You know what ribbons are? Like long, just flaps of loose skin. By this point, just imagine in your mind that Jesus had already lost a great volume of blood. Which technically, if we think about it on a medical term, because of all of this trauma his body is experiencing, right? And because of all of this blood loss, his body is literally going through shock. His blood pressure has fallen. The, 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 the human body attempts to try to figure out or try to remedy the 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 trauma that the body is experiencing. So do you know when your body experiences a certain amount of trauma, the body attempts to recover it. Um, the blood volume, what we're talking about right now in the sense of thirst. So the natural response to this extreme amount of blood volume was thirst. I want you to know that Jesus suffered. I want you to know that he suffered. Now, the same back that was exposed, they put a robe on his back. They hit him in the head, smacked him upside his head. They spit in his face. They plucked his beard. The throne, the, 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 the crown of thorns was pushed into his skin and blood began to blind his eyes. At that point, the thorns also caused damage. You know why? Because the thorns damaged the nerves in his face. So as they pushed the thorns in his face or in his head. It caused intense pain to go down his face and into his neck. He suffered for you. He suffered. Jesus is now in critical condition. Critical condition. So much so, he was not even able to carry his own cross. The condition was so critical. He would have it on his back, which was over hundreds of pounds, right? The same back that's ripped over in his skin is just flapping like ribbons. 
He will make it a few steps and fall down. Make it a few steps and fall down. They were so wicked, they wanted to hurry up and get it over with. They called somebody out the crowd to come carry the cross for him. In history, you can Google this. Crucifixion was known as the most painful death that ever existed into mankind. Did you also know? I want to give you a fact. You know when people say I'm in excruciating pain? You know when people say excruciating to, de- to describe the worst of the worst pain? Do you know the word excruciating in the English dictionary? It derives from crucifixion. Did you know that? Excruciating derives from crucifixion. Do you know, and this is my last point, and we're getting ready to pray, y'all. I don't know where you are or if you have access to this, but I want you to pull a dollar bill out your pocket. Most dollar bills are six inches and a little bit of change. The nails that they drove in our Savior's hands. The nails that they drove in our Savior's feet was six inches long. It was almost the length, just about the length of that dollar bill that you just got out your pocketbook. That you just got out your wallet. If you don't have a dollar, you have a debit card. Put two cards next to each other. Each debit card or credit card is three inches. Two of them make sense. Six. That is the length of the nail that they drove into our Savior's hands and feet. And I'm closing here. The reason why the word of the week is I remember is because I don't only just remember that he died for me. I remember that he suffered for me. He suffered to redeem us. He suffered to the, he suffered for the fact that we can be free from the power of sin. Right? Not only free from the power of sin, free from the bondage of sin, and free from the consequence of sin. So he freed us from the power of sin, because sin has a certain power. He frees us from the bondage of sin, because although Sin may seem pleasurable. It bound, it bounds you up. So he frees you from the bondage of sin. Hmm? He frees you, my God, from the consequence of sin because the wages of sin is death. Right? The payment of sin is death. The consequence of sin is hell. So he took, hallelujah to Jesus. He took the power of sin from you. He took the bondage of sin from you. He took the consequence of sin from you all for what he did, all by what he did on the cross. I remember. I remember that he died. I remember that he suffered. I remember it just wasn't no small thing, a snap of the finger and it was over. But he literally went through steps 
of suffering for me. I remember all of the sins he forgave me for. I remember. I remember the price that he paid. I couldn't pay that. I couldn't pay the price that he paid. I remember, hallelujah, Jesus. I remember. So on this Holy Thursday, I know we all may have a lot of things going on in our lives. But I challenge you to remember that he suffered and he died. This is Holy Week, y'all. Today's Holy Thursday. He was in preparation of what was to come. Remember. Somebody say, I'll remember. Come on, somebody say, I'll remember. Let us pray. Oh, gracious and eternal Father, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we lift you up. You are so good to us. You are so kind, God. We can never repay you for all that you have done for us. God, before we ask you for anything, we thank you for everything. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for waking us up and starting us on our way. We thank you for putting clothes on our back, shoes on our feet. We thank you for putting a roof over our head, God. We thank you, oh God, for being our provider, our protector, the bishop of our souls, the great shepherd, because you are indeed the great shepherd. God, we thank you that today you showed us in great detail how you suffered for us. You suffered for us. You bled and you died. You took on our sins. You bear on your own body our sins. You were humiliated. You were stripped naked. You were bruised from your head to your feet, literally. God, we don't want to take your sacrifice in vain. We understand what you did for us was a great thing. We understand that what you did for us, the closest person who loved us wouldn't have went that far. But you're so good. You're so kind. You're so gracious. You go where other people will not go. If you have, the old song says, if you have to reach way down, you will pick us up. God, and we thank you. We thank you for, for, for thinking that we were worth saving. We thank you for looking at us and saying, she has worth. He has value. When we were thrown away, kicked aside, deemed as the black sheep of our families, of society, You accepted us. You love us. You chose us. And for that, we say thank you. We thank you for your tremendous, horrific suffering you did for us on the cross. We thank you that you took six inches in your hands and your feet. So you can remove the power of sin from us. You can remove the consequence of sin from us. You can take away the bondage of sin from us. And we can have true liberty. We can be free in you. Freedom is in you, God. Thank you for giving us freedom. Lord, we thank you that we were once as sheep gone astray. But because of your great sacrifice, we have now returned to the bishop of our souls. We have now returned to our great shepherd. God, we thank you.
That no matter how far we have gone, that your arms is still open wide. We thank you that we have an advocate with you. We can come to you. We can confess our sins. We can tell you all about our problems. We can tell you about our struggles. We can bring you our pain. And we can trust that you're big enough, you're God enough, you're strong enough to see us through. Dear God, we thank you. We thank you that in observance of Holy Week and Holy Thursday, we remember. God, in observance of Holy Week, I personally want to tell you, I remember. I remember that you forgave my sins. I remember the countless times that you healed my body. I remember feeling hopeless. And you rescued me every single time. I remember. And we remember. We want to say we remember. Jesus, we just want to say we love you back today. And we give you all the glory. And we give you all the honor. And we give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, let our warriors say amen. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, we open with our biblical affirmations and we close with them. I want you to know that God hears you when you pray. I want you to know that God loves you with an everlasting love. I want you to know that you are strong, you are resilient, and you will not break. Go in peace today. But I want you to really remember the sacrifice that he made on the cross for us. It's still Holy Week. And the story ends this way. He got up from the grave. T. What they tried, it failed. What they attempted, it did not work. Because he got up from the grave. Listen, I love y'all and that's real. Do me a favor. When you go down and pray to the Lord, please mention my name in prayer. I'm talking to all of the Warriors tribe members. Please mention me in prayer. Pray ye one for another. Listen, y'all, it's Holy Week. <laughs> Leading up to the resurrection on Sunday. <laughs> I love y'all. And y'all know I say the same thing at the end of every call. Be intentionally kind until next time. Making an intent to be kind one towards another. And somebody said with me one last time, I remember. God bless.